Minnesota Twins trade deadline outlook. This is Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor for Just Baseball. Got Jack McMullen here, another one of our editors. This is the last of the 30 outlooks, 30 teams. And this Twins team has a couple of teams right on them. Just a two-game lead in this division over the Guardians, three games over the White Sox. We think the Guardians can make some moves and really, really contend here. Yeah. If they want to hold on to this division, Carlos Correa, opt-out laden contract. He could be gone. Grab an ace now, and you have a really interesting name you want to throw out there. Yeah, I think so. You know, you could you could do the ho-hum names, Luis Castillo, Frankie yeah. Montas, whatever. I'm going to give you a guy proven. Uh, Jose Barrios, the Toronto Blue Jays, he is established. He's having a bit of a rough year. I think two guys, borderline top 100 guys, Austin Martin and Simeon Wood Richardson, that could get it done for Jose Barrios. I think that's the guy. Got to pull the trigger. Got to pull the trigger on that one. <laughs> it's crazy that, uh, you know, they were they were selling the ace uh, last year, and I guess they sold at the right time. Now they're going to have to try to find one here, though. Yeah. And that's what they need. I mean, you look at this rotation, and I think they've gotten some pretty decent contributions. Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Chris Archer. I mean, that's not a bad one, two, three this season. But you look beyond that, Dylan Bundy. I mean, they just need one guy to slot everyone down a peg. You make Sonny Gray your two, Joe Ryan your three, Archer your four. Now you got an interesting playoff rotation, and you can really just try to get through these last couple months and hold on. So is it Luis Castillo? I mean, are they trying to get more control and go for the Pablo Lopez? I don't know. What's the prospect like capital they have to try to swing one of these deals? Because the market for all these guys, everyone's calling about these two, three, four starters here. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think when you see the twins on the caller ID, if caller ID is still a thing on those, uh, you know, cubicle phones for the GM of, you know, the Reds or the Marlins or the A's, you might see the twins and say, oh, what do they have to offer me? Like, that's that's not a team that I'm really going to listen to. But I think that they sneaky have some stuff to offer you. Um, they've got a good team in AAA. They've got a good team in AA as well. Saw two guys in the Futures game, Matt Walner and Spencer Steer. Um, I don't think those two will be available, particularly Walner. But I think Steer could be the headliner for a Frankie Montas or a Luis Castillo. Steer and a couple of overperforming AA and high A guys. I think can get it done. I do think Minnesota has the capital to go get a Frankie Montas, a Luis Castillo, or a Pablo Lopez. And I'm with you, man. If you just slot everybody down and insert a one, you feel so much better about this rotation. Sonny Gray is your two instead of your ace. Many teams in baseball will take that. Joe Ryan is your three instead of your two. Many teams are going to take that. And then who thought that Chris Archer and Devin Smeltzer we're going to give you four ERAs. A four ERA is fine from back-end starters. I'd rather have those two as my four and my five than my three and my four and have to worry about a fifth spot. Um, if I had to pick one, I think that Pablo Lopez makes a lot of sense for Minnesota. What do you think? You got the extra control. And I think that that's important to a team like Minnesota because even if they do make the playoffs this year, we don't know if they're going to make a deep run. One thing that I think, you know, since we've been doing all of these teams for the American League today, we were talking about the Angels before. And, you know, this, this, what do they do with Trat and Otani? You look at the Twins with Buxton and Correa right now, and you don't know how long you're going to have these two dynamic talents together. And that is the thing, though, is if you do get into the dance with them, you really never know because you could have the best two players on the field 
in any given series and right up the middle as well. Yeah, 100%, man. I think that this offense is dangerous. And I think that Correa, if Minnesota does win the AL Central and they avoid the wild card and they host the ALDS, if they make the ALCS, Correa's coming back. I will stamp that. But I think if Correa gets a taste of what postseason baseball can feel like with this fun of an offense and an improved pitching staff, he might be sold on Minnesota as a spot. So I don't want to view this and this 2022 season as trying to sell Carlos Correa on coming back because there are other fish in the sea. Like you can go try and pay Dansby Swanson. You can go try and pay Xander Bogarts. It'd be nice to hold on to Carlos Correa surely. But I think that Minnesota has the chance to make some noise when I think a lot of people thought they were going to make noise last year. They violently underperformed. And a lot of people weren't expecting them to be great this year. And here they are being really good in the worst division. I think that they control where they finish in this division, but they have to do something. If they do nothing, they're not going to win the American League Central. They're not. And I look at just kind of the shape of the playoff race here. As we talk about the State of the Division podcast that we're on right now, we're going to be covering all of this over the coming weeks and months I look at two divisions that stand out to me. You have the NL East, and it's just that's the best race that we're going to talk here about two powerhouse teams just going head-to-head. They're about to play nine games out of 15 in August. That's going to be so much fun to see them battle out for a division. That's really exciting to me. And then I look at this AL Central, and we got three teams in the mix. I think that's the the deepest kind of race for a division. Now, the wild-card races are the wild-card races, but I really think that this Central is going to be fun to watch. And you do not want to go to this deadline if you're the Twins and come away with nothing when one of these other two teams could maybe, you know, if it's the the Guardians and they get Sean Murphy and Josh Bell, like we were talking about, the White Sox get Jock Peterson and they make some moves and you're just sitting there saying, oh, we didn't do anything. You're going to regret it. I can't believe you just said that the American League Central is going to be fun to watch because it hasn't been fun to watch so far this year. But you know what? Give me the last two months of the AL Central, baby. Our time to shine. Our time is now. I just like, you know, some some divisions that are close. And the other ones are pretty much gone. But you're right. I guess the baseball that you might be watching might not be the most exciting. But you're going to be scoreboard watching a lot of two-to-one games. And, you know, those can decide a playoff race. A hundred percent, man. Listen, college baseball, like Vanderbilt would lose 25 to nothing to the Oakland A's. But Vandy, when they were winning the national championship, were a hell of a lot more fun to watch than the Oakland A's this year. Exactly right. Well, that was our outlook on the Minnesota Twins. We've now completed it. 30 outlooks, 30 teams. You can find all of them at the State of the Division YouTube channel. Uh, Also at our podcast feed, State of the Division, and all of the write-ups at JustBaseball.com.